0: Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Today is the second episode in a series called Something You Can Chew On. I wrote the book Something You Can Count On about the Seven Sorrows Rosary. And I had in mind writing a book called Something You Can Chew On. That book may never be published, so I'm creating it here as a podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Our Lady of Kibejo. If you haven't learned about Our Lady of Kibejo, please look at my other podcast episodes and learn about her. She asked us to pray the rosary every day to avoid what happened to the people of Rwanda in 1994. The first seven episodes of this podcast are full sets of the Seven Sars Rosary with different intentions for each. Please check that out. Please pray the Seven SARS Rosary every day. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, help me to say only what you want me to say, And help me to forget what you don't want me to say. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. Our Lady of Kibeho, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In yesterday's episode, we looked at Adam and the covenant between God and Adam in the Garden of Eden, especially the Tree of Life, as a teaching for us about the Eucharist. Today, we're looking at the next covenant that God established, and that is the covenant with Noah. It's a huge leap of faith to see a flat piece of bread as a supernatural antidote to death, but that's exactly what it is, and that's what we looked at in yesterday's episode. The Eucharist, though, is also intimately connected to worship. How do we typically imagine worship? I typically envision an offering or sacrifice. on an altar by a priest or an intermediary between God and us. I also imagine some oath being made or some pronouncement or statement of faith by us together with a promise by God. In this reflection, we look at what Noah can teach us about the Eucharist. There is way more to the story of Noah than meets the eye at first. I won't even begin to touch it today. We're just looking at the covenant with Noah, in order to learn more about the Eucharist. For example, if Abraham is the father of a multitude of nations, as we're told in Genesis seventeen four, then how much more is Noah the father of a multitude of nations? For it is through Noah that all mankind can trace its lineage. And if Moses is the great deliverer who saved Israel, Exodus 14, verses 30 to 31, then how much more is Noah the savior of the human race from the flood? And if Adam named all the animals, Noah cared for all the animals. If Adam was the mediator of the first covenant, who brought Sabbath rest or Shabbat shalom, we can see in Noah a mediator whose ark came to rest in the seventh month, as we're told in Genesis 8-4. The story of the flood is what we're going to look at here, and the structure of the retelling, because a literary technique is used called the chiastic structure. And this is a symmetrical arrangement of words, numbers or ideas in such a way that the main message is framed in the middle of the symmetry. A short easy and powerful example of a chiastic structure is found in Matthew 11:28 to 30. The first and the last lines are similar to each other, the second and the second to last lines are similar to each other, and so on, and the central line has the central message. So we here's the chiastic structure I'm trying to portray this to you orally. You'll have to picture it mentally or look at it in scripture. 1128, come to me, you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. 1129, take my yoke and learn from me, and you will find rest. 1130, my burden is light. So this chiastic structure consists of five lines. Come to me, you who are heavy burdened. I will give you rest, take my yoke and learn from me. You will find rest, my burden is light. You see the first line, come to me, you heavy burdened, is mirrored in the last line, my burden is light. The second line, I will give you rest, is mirrored by the second to last line, which is, you will find rest. And the central message is, take my yoke and learn from me. There are many chiastic structures that can be found in literature throughout history. Let's focus on the story of Noah and the flood. I'm only going to give you a short version of this chiastic structure because sharing this orally presents a challenge. This was originally intended to be in a book. We're looking at Genesis chapter 7. And it's going to go into chapter 8, but we're not going to read all those lines. I'm just going to read it to you first. Go into the ark, you and your household. When the seven days were over, the waters of the flood came upon the earth. For forty days and forty nights heavy rain poured on on the earth. And when the waters had swelled on the earth for one hundred and fifty days, God remembered Noah. At the end of one hundred and fifty days, the water diminished. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the hatch of the ark that he had made. He waited seven days and then released the dove from the ark. Then God said, go out of the ark together with your wife and your sons and your sons' wives. Okay, so what we have is a structure that is mirrored. The first line is Go into the ark, you and your household. The last line is, Go out of the ark, together with your wife and sons and your sons' wives. The second line is, When the seven days were over, the waters of the flood came upon the earth. The second to last line is, He waited seven days and released the dove. The third line is, For forty days and forty nights have a rain poured down. The third to last is, At the end of forty days, Noah opened the hatch of the ark. The fourth line is, and when the waters had swelled on the earth for 150 days. And the fourth to the last line is, at the end of the 150 days, the water diminished. And there in the middle is the line that we have been looking for. God remembered Noah. Did God not remember Noah? Did he forget Noah? No, but this passage tells us that a covenant is a remembering. A covenant is a commemoration. When Jesus instituted the Eucharist, he said, do this in memory of me. When Jesus was on the cross, the good thief said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In addition to the quote from last time, which was, God rained manna upon them for food, grain from heaven he gave them. It's helpful to think of God raining down the Eucharist on us in the context of thinking of the rain that God sent to Noah. In Psalm 65, verse 9, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. God remembered Noah. He promised to never destroy the earth through a flood again. And in his great love, he comes to us in a humility that we cannot fathom. And he comes in the appearance of bread and wine because he wants us to remember him. So the lesson from the covenant with Adam is that Jesus in the Eucharist is the tree of life. And the lesson in the covenant with Noah is that this worship is a remembrance. And we should never forget The great love that Jesus has for us in dying to provide us with his flesh and his blood. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. You don't want to miss tomorrow's episode, which will be the third part of Something You Can Chew On. I'm Carl Brown. This is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers. So how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at Carl. everybody everybodysuffers.com. Either way, I'm going to pray for you. So my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibejo, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us.